Okay, great. We're, okay, we're on. We're on. Let's do it. Let's just keep going. So here, do the intro. Do the intro. Uh, hello, and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor. I'm here with Mike, and we are going to get right into it. We're actually starting today uh, the first of what's going to become a little three-part series on the podcast about shepherding and church leadership. So three podcasts about uh, shepherding the flock and church leadership, and we're going to start off today in Acts chapter 20, a great uh, chapter, Paul saying goodbye to the elders in, in Ephesus, um, great chapter about shepherding. So Mike, let me um, let me kick it to you. Actually, if you want to give some context for this podcast, why are we doing a, a podcast on church leadership and shepherding? What are mm-hmm. some of the things that are kind of rattling around your mind? Yeah, I think because we, we talk about it all the time as elders and pastors at Grace Church of Orange, and we're always thinking church leadership. We're always thinking shepherding the flock. It's just on our mind like it's kind of front of mind all the time. And even in our elder meetings, we're talking about shepherding the flock a lot. And we're a plurality. We're committed to what the Bible shows in terms of church leadership, which is a plurality of leaders. And um, that makes a difference in the way that church leadership functions and the way that we approach our relationships in in this local assembly. Yeah. Why would somebody who's not in a position of leadership, elder, deacon, why, why does it matter for them to think about church leadership in a biblical way? Yeah, that's such a great question. Well, because they need to know who they're supposed to be following and and how, right? Like Hebrews 13, 17, like let them do it with joy, you know, obey your leaders, let them do it with joy, not with groaning, you know, but um, they need to know who is identified in this role and what they're intending to do based on what God tells them to do, right? And what I mean by that is not like they hear a voice in the air, God tells us in the word, and we're going to get into, I know in this first episode, Acts 20, God tells us exactly what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's get into Acts 20. Uh, if you want to follow along, Mike and I both have our Bibles up. We're in Acts 20, starting in verse 17. Um, would it be okay if I actually just read a bit? Let's do it. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Starting in verse 17 from Acts 20. Now from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we could read on, but even mm-hmm. out of that, Mike, what are some things that, as you th- as you think about shepherding, as the elders at Grace think about shepherding, I know that there are verses, even in that section, that come to our minds often. How yes. does this inform how we lead? Well, I think the first thing, it just jumps out at us and, you know, bites us. It's, it's like a consistent life, that you need to be living a consistent life before the flock. Not a perfect life, a consistent life, but it says, here you saw how I lived. You, you, you saw it. And, and notice he called the elders. He didn't call the elder. Okay. For example, if, if you're a pastor listening to this and you're, let's say you're solo pastoring a church and you are the only elder at the church, get on your knees right now. Start praying that God would grant you men in your church that are qualified and you start m- meeting with men in the church, start training the men in the church because you are not, uh, the solo elder you are to be a a plurality of elders and not to have a group of yes men to have a group of men that basically are saying yes to jesus and are following him wholeheartedly and leading together 
So I think consistent life, and then you'll notice the next one is just a persistent teaching of the word. Mm-hmm. I didn't shrink from declaring to you everything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house and testifying of repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus. So mm-hmm. just a consistent life and a persistent teaching. Yeah. I, I would. It goes without saying, but the fact that he said, I didn't shrink from declaring you know, anything mm-hmm. profitable, it means, well, there's probably reasons why he would be inclined, somebody would be inclined to shrink, you know. Yeah. In other words, that the elders are called to say things from the word of God to the church that are hard to hear. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even for somebody who's not an elder to hear that, it reminds us, oh, when Pastor Mike is saying something, you know, on a Sunday morning as he's preaching or if I'm being counseled and it's not exactly what I'm le- what I'm wanting to hear, well, odds are if it's coming from God's word, they're right in line with what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Let's go down to verse 28, Mike, because um, Paul starts to now talk to the, the elders in a more direct way and give them some instructions. Mm-hmm. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. We could go on. But what Mm -hmm. about from that section? What's coming out at, at you? Well, it seems to me you got this persistent brotherly love and care, right? They just care so much for them. But then there's just this fixation on preserving the truth and the the protection of the flock. So I think giving the truth, but then really watching out for the flock and realizing the Holy Spirit made us overseers. We're to care for, that's the word shepherd, poimen. We're to care for the the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Mm. Last question, and then we're going to bring this one to a close. At the very end of his instruction, the final words he leaves them with uh, before he prays is quoting Jesus. Right. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And Mm -hmm. I I would say, I wonder if that's maybe not the first thing that comes to most of our minds in the context of church leadership. But why does Paul end here? The Lord Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Well, because it's all focused on Christ. Like the, the church was was bought with Christ's shed blood. Uh, the church hinges on Christ. He holds all things together by the word of his power. He works all things after the counsel of his will. And, you know, this is the only place in Scripture that this verse is is uh, seen. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it's more blessed to give than receive. And these are red letters. You know, if you have a red letter Bible, this is about Jesus. And I think he just makes it very clear. It's about Christ. Mm-hmm. It's about his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Great place to close. Also, I was I'm thinking of certain contexts in the world, especially, but America too. Leadership in the church could become something where somebody uh, is actually wanting to receive, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's influence, power, money, respect, whatever it may be. Yeah. So that's a really good reminder as well, right? That the shepherd is is meant to pour themselves out for the people that they serve. Yes. Last thoughts from you before we close? Sure. We just need to help instruct the body and encourage the flock that we lead in a way that holds to a biblically accurate view of church leadership and roles and function. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to keep reminding ourselves of. But we also need to keep reminding the flock because they need to know um, 
that who the elders are that they're called to obey and submit to and what the role is that God has given them. Yeah, super yeah. helpful. So everybody listening, hope that was an encouragement to you and, and gave you some good frameworks for thinking. Uh, we'll be back, not just with one more, but two more podcasts from other key passages about uh, shepherding and church leadership. Uh, so until then, have a great week enjoying life with the Lord and serving Him, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. God bless you.